Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Patriots and 49ers are the last two remaining undefeated teams in the NFL. Did you see that coming? How about the Chargers and Falcons being complete and utter absolute frauds? Maybe you knew all along, but if you did, I bet you wish you had something more than bragging rights to show for it, huh? You don't have to sit back and watch this season unfold with your hands in your pockets because you too can get in on the action. Take advantage of your football knowledge and the TDN podcast expert picks to earn some cash with my bookie. It's not just the NFL either. College football, the World Series is starting soon, and the beginning of the NBA and NHL seasons are almost upon us. It's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action. Maybe you're not sure what to bet. You're in luck. We've got a great little three-team teaser for you at the end of today's podcast. It's the perfect first bet for you to place on mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit for first-time users. Use promo code DRAFTNETWORK. That's promo code DRAFTNETWORK to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Let's get to the show. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy Podcast Podcast. with your host Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome in to the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians is back from his European vacation. We are happy to have him back here. Uh, Jake, how was the London football experience? I'm very curious to, to hear about that. You know, it was actually pretty badass. Um, in a lot of ways, it reminded me of a Super Bowl because you have all this random excitement for every team, not necessarily the teams that are playing, and they cheer for big plays for both sides. But, man, the excitement, it, it's real. It would shock me if there's not a full-time team over there in the next five years. The NFL yeah. loves money. The NFL is run by the owners who love money and love money and love money. London is a giant media market. The Tottenham Hotspur Stadium that they that they did with the help from the NFL was spectacular. It's one of the best stadiums I've ever been in. It only holds like sixty. It probably holds sixty five, I think max, which is pretty on par with a lot of them. But man, it was uh, a lot of fun. I mean, the hype around the town for the NFL is real. They they love the game. They're trying to learn the game. Uh, it was fun. I, I was actually really shocked with my experience of how awesome it was. Now, I've heard that that stadium is a lot better than Wembley and a lot better than Twickenham where they play the, the national rugby team because this is built basically for the NFL. And the guys I talked to are raving about the locker room that it may be one of the best ones they've ever been in. So I think media market alone, when you're talking about maybe the, the capital of Europe being London, it would shock me if, if there's – I'm sure it's going to be the Jaguars, but it would shock me if there's not a team there in the next five years full-time. Yeah, I was going to jokingly say it, but we all know that Jacksonville loves itself some London and it uh, seems like that would be a much better media market just from obviously from a size perspective. There's a lot more eyeballs, a lot just more people. TV, TV rights alone, right? I mean, it, it would add probably a billion dollars to the NFL pot. Now, the guys I talked to brought up some really good points about the offseason stuff. When you're talking about free agents and college draft picks, I mean, each team usually brings in about 30 for potential free agents and college draft picks to their teams, you're still going to have to have either something in Jacksonville or on the East coast that you're in the States doing all your scouting and your off season stuff. So it's probably more of a seasonal thing, which would be really tough from a free agency point of view and that kind of stuff. But it's still so much money. I can't imagine that there's not a team there full time. Yeah. We all know that the NFL makes decisions based off of one thing. Uh, and then that's the bottom line. So if there's a lot of money to be made, they will figure out a way to make it happen. And uh, good. There are a ton of NFL UK fans. We have some that tweet us uh, on the show. There are a ton of draft network. We got tons of orders for t-shirts from the UK. Oh like, man, Germany's crazy too. Like it's not yeah. just the UK. Like we met, we went to the, uh, the Buccaneers official pub and we met like eight dudes from eight different countries that were fanatics. Like they were insane with the amount of Bucks gear and stuff that they had. And it, I mean, it's it's real everywhere over there. I mean, Germany's going to be too far for anybody to travel to. I think London's probably the only thing that they could do. But if Germany wants to put it on TV, then that's more TV rights, right? I mean, that's just another thing that it's going to lead to. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting discussion to see how that goes forward. But happy you had a good experience. Love that the UK fans are getting the opportunity to see uh, football live, right, and fall in love with the game that we all love so much. So happy to hear that that was a, a, a good time. I want to get into, at the top of the podcast here, what's going on. Uh, the discussion that I've seen on social media, right, uh, about two quarterbacks specifically in Carolina, and that is Kyle Allen, who's undefeated, still hasn't thrown a pick, as Jake said uh, right before we jumped on this podcast, and Cam Newton, who is now, about two days ago, Jordan Rodriguez, a uh, friend of the show, uh, re- uh, reported that he was seen without a walking boot, right? And so the discussion has started. What happens when Cam is quote unquote healthy? Do they, if if Kyle Allen continues to play this way and they continue to win football games, do they go back to Cam or with the trade deadline two little under two weeks away, do they move on from Cam? Uh, and and I think it's a really interesting conversation, Jake. What are your thoughts here on what Carolina should do, and then might, maybe what they will do? Uh, I think what they should do and what they will do. Well, I don't know that they're the same thing. What they should do is move on from Cam. If somebody who's going to trade, if they'll give you anything to get his cap value off the books, I think he's only got like one year left on his deal too, so it's not even that big of a deal. But to move on, I mean, look, they went from being an old, not very good team to winning four straight. I watched this kid play and play really well in person. He may not be the answer long-term, but he's really solid. You drafted Will Greer in the third round, who you, you obviously like enough to do that. To me, it's time to move on, save the $25 million on Cam's contract. you got Kyle Allen cheap. You have a defense that's aging but playing pretty well. You could add some more pieces. You're going to have to save some money for Christian McCaffrey, who you know is going to get paid. Uh, add some offensive linemen to go with that. To me, it's just it's just time to move on if – somebody's willing to trade for Cam, and if he's healthy enough by the trade deadline to pass a physical and be traded, to me, you absolutely move on. What they will do, I don't know, man. Superman has been a staple of that place for a long, long time. I don't think he has the power that Eli Manning has in New York that I've been saying for years that nobody wanted to listen to, especially with new ownership. But I think the new ownership likes going younger, changing things up, and moving on from this. I think it's time that they do it. Yeah, I mean, there, there are two schools of thought here because, one, Jake's right in the sense if you can get someone to trade for him, that's the move you have to make because you're talking about this is not your quarterback two years down the road, and I, and I think we all kind of know that at this point. I just don't see a fit of where somebody is going to give up any asset of value to take on that cap it for a season and a half. I, I don't see a fit that makes sense for a team that is in a, in a spot where, like, they're kind of caught in between quarterbacks. They're good enough that they think they're contenders, but – you know, maybe there's a team like Tennessee, but I don't know if that's really a fit. Like, yeah, so no, I don't, if you're adding another guy that's just yeah. like the guys they have. I mean, the team is really the, the Jets if Darnold couldn't come back from that. But Darnold comes back and beats the freaking Cowboys. And, and you know, that was a short term play. We've heard the Broncos, well, the Broncos are still pay, paying Case Keenum, and now they're paying Flack. Like, that's not going to work. They, they don't have the cap space for that. We've heard, Can- I heard Kansas City last night. I'm like, that's what is he going to be? Mahomes backup when he comes yeah. back in three weeks? Like, that doesn't make any sense. He's not healthy enough to play now. So, like, that's my point. If if somebody's willing to do it, you got to do it. But I don't know who's going to – I agree with Jamie. I don't know who's going to throw that out there. Yeah. And, I, and I, what they're going to throw out there. What do you throw out, a fourth or a fifth-round pick? Yeah, I mean, at that point, you're trying to get rid of the cap hit if you're Carolina. I just don't see a team that's going to absorb that hit for next season based on, like, based on what? Like, I just I – don't, I don't see it. Because the teams yeah, that are I mean, bad – The other part of that, too, is, like, going back to what I said. I mean, Cam's been – he is Carolina. Yes. Right. Like it's been to, to move on to say we're just going to move on from Cam to not take the cap hit. I think more likely he sits on the bench and they say, you're hurt, whether he's hurt or not. That's and, and what Kyle, Kyle Allen struggles and Cam's coming back in. But right now they got this thing rolling. He's, th- he's accurate. He hadn't thrown a pick. He's been really good. He's 4 0, 5 0 now as a starter, 4 0 this year. Unless something goes bad or he gets hurt, I don't think Cam plays again this year. I mean, I, mean, I don't think he should as well. Yeah, I'm in that school of thought as well. I, I don't – I've seen a couple of the same teams you guys threw out. The Chiefs don't make any sense, right? The Broncos have too much money that they are paying Flacco and still Case Keenum. That I, I get the reasoning behind we want a quarterback, um, but it's it, it's not going to be – it doesn't make sense financially for them to do that. And, and I just don't see another fit, right? And what has Cam shown, you got to be – you got to be sure that he's healthy. And I'm not sure that he can pass a physical – in the next 10 days, right? Like not, that, not if it's truly a Liz Frank. I don't, I don't think there's any way he can pass a physical if it's a Liz Frank. 
Yeah. I think, I think if that's the case, I, you know, the other thing, part of this from Carolina's point of view, they got two more weeks to maybe see how, more from Kyle Allen, like they need to see more. But if the trade deadline passes and they don't think Cam can fast pass a physical and they don't get any trade, I think they put him on IR at that point. And then you take – because if he's on the roster and he's healthy, he's going to start bitching. This is my f- franchise. Excuse me. <laughs> but that's how he's going to see it, and he's going to say that, and it's going to be a problem whether they're winning or not. And now you have a big-time issue in the locker room. So I think you put him on IR to move on from that. Yeah, I don't have a – I have a pretty – a pretty good inclination that if Cam is healthy, he will not stay quiet on the no way. There's no way. That's not who Cam is. It's never who Cam has been. Uh, And in fairness to him, that is his franchise. And it has been for a long time. He's not the same quarterback that he's been when he justified being the man, but he's still Superman Cam. He still means a lot to that franchise, that organization. And I saw the mentions, right? I went through and I saw what the fans were saying. They want Cam and they want, and they do not want to move away from him. Right. And and because the the fans think that they're going to be better when Cam comes back than they're getting now. They're not realizing Cam's done. I, that's, yeah. that's, that's all the discussion points that I saw, right? We're w- look at how good we are now. Imagine how good we're going to be when Cam comes back healthy. And no, that's go a nice back and spot. look at the first two games of the cam that you got, who threw more incomplete, uncatchable balls than anybody in the NFL. And now you got a guy that's lighting it up that hasn't thrown a pick who's four and oh, five and oh, as a starter. And by the way, cam is not the face of the franchise anymore. Christian McCaffrey is period yeah. bar none. It's not even close anymore. It's it's an interesting discussion point. It, it will be fun to watch from a from a fan perspective that has no. I'm not a Carolina fan, so this is just from an interest standpoint to see in which direction they go. It's going to be really hard. Kyle Allen's going to make it real hard on this on this organization if he continues to play the way he does. It's going to. No, I think it's, I think it's really worth hard. stating worth stating again as well. If the Richardson, Mr. Richardson, was still alive and owned this team, and you had the old general manager and people in place. It would be a very different scenario of how Cam is going to exit this. But the new owner, you guys know I love his story. He's a gambling man at heart. He is no risk it, no biscuit as ownership, and he doesn't have the ties to Cam. He has ties to the Steelers. He now owns his own franchise. He can do what he wants. They don't have the general manager in place. By all accounts, Ron Rivera was on the hot seat and still may be if this thing turns around and goes negative. They don't have the same ties to him. So I think it's easier to be able to move on. It's more of a fan thing than an actual organizational thing, which it would have been if ownership was still like it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's the that's the only reason why this discussion is happening is because I do think with the new ownership team, there's less of a loyalty to Cam than there was before, um, which isn't really being brought up. And it should be because that's the main point mm-hmm. here is if if they do move away, I have a feeling it's going to come from the very top because the ownership group is no risk it, no biscuit. Uh, there will be a time where we share maybe a, a story about ownership. Maybe if we could get him on the podcast, he can share some of his own stories. But we're, <laughs> we're fans. We are fans of the ownership team. Let's just say it that way. Uh, the, the other thing I want to get into here before we go game by game against the spread here is uh, Mahomes, right? So he goes down. Everybody is upset, right? Everybody is upset about Mahomes getting getting hurt. And I get it. From an NFL perspective, we he is the the crown jewel of the NFL right now. Everybody's loving watching him, and it sucks that he went down and got injured. Uh, there's it looks like what four to six weeks. I've heard. I, I saw they moved his patella back in. You saw it. It was disgusting to watch on television. But that's that's where they sit right now. Uh, they're not going to trade for Cam Newton, Chiefs fans. Like I don't I don't know what you want me to say. But there is a discussion here because their backup quarterback situation is not great. Uh, and it, they have some injuries that have happened in that position. So what's the long-term outlook for this team that, listen, they took care of business, they got the victory, but they're obviously not going to be the same team moving forward, Jake, without Mahomes for a significant amount of time. No, but you know we were screaming last week about they needed to run the ball earlier so teams can't just tee off, and they did a great job of that with Mahomes in the game last night. And then they actually ran it pretty good late when they had the big lead with Matt Moore. Look, I like Matt Moore. He's been a solid player for a long time, but he was out of the league last year. You could tell he obviously didn't have a lot of reps going into last night, but he still had a 57-yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill. He could still move around. He's a pretty athletic guy. But if he gets hurt, they're screwed. I mean, Chad Henney's on IR. He was supposed to be the guy. I would actually feel pretty good if that was the case. And I've seen – that it could be three. It could be three weeks that they popped it back in. That there's no ligament damage. 
He's got a re-strength in the inner part of his quad, and he'll be okay. He probably plays with a brace the rest of the year. He's probably a little bit more careful. Um, if it's only three weeks, I think they're okay. I don't think they got to do a whole lot. They better sign a competent guy off the street, which we all know they're not walking around. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they traded for one of these young guys that's been floating around kind of thing to be okay. He'll be a solid backup to Patrick. He fits what we want to do long-term. We could teach him the offense. So if Matt Moore gets hurt in the next three or four weeks, he can play who that is. I don't know. Uh, but they're really thin at the position and superstar went down. It, it's tough. I mean, there's not a lot of guys walking around out there. Maybe they got a practice squad guy. They like him. Andy Reed's tree is very long with quarterbacks he's worked with. Maybe they can get somebody else to come in there, but they're not going to make some big trade. They're not going to go give up draft capital when their defense is terrible to secure this for three weeks. Yeah, I mean, that that's the key. If Mahomes comes back really at any point before the end of the regular season, they should be okay. I don't know who's catching them now. The Chargers can't seem to win a football game to save their lives. You know, the Raiders are going to spike up here and there with big performances, but they're not good. They are, they knocked Denver back again with backup quarterback for most of that game. Uh, they have a pretty clear path to the division title. Now, what will hurt them the most is the fact that they might have to play on wild card weekend if Mahomes misses, I mean, even that three or four week timeline, they might still might be enough for them to have to play on wild card weekend. But you know, as long as they get semi competent quarterback play, they'll be okay. They'll survive. I know they have a late buy, which kind of you know hinders them in this case. But it, the reality is, is there's really not much you can. They're really banged up though. That late buy could actually help. I mean, if whoever goes in can go two and two, say he misses four games. The big thing that people need to talk about they they blew two home games at Arrowhead in a row with Mahomes. Yeah. That's that's what's going to hurt them as much as him being out four weeks, and now they got to go. Okay, we got to go five hundred. Well, we already gave away two games. I agree with Jamie. I mean, they still win the division, but their path to the Super Bowl looks slim. And I mean, they they got offensive line injuries, they got receiver injuries, they've got a couple. Chris Jones didn't play last night, uh, who's their best defensive player. It's not just Mahomes. They got to get all those guys back if they want to make Super Bowl run. I still think they'll be okay, but if Matt Moore gets hurt, who's old? And there's a chance of that. I don't know what they do. Yeah, I, I mean, look, you, you brought up the, the point. They need to run the ball better, period, yes. end of story. Yes. Um, you know, and more. Yeah, and more, and and they haven't done it. I mean, Damian Williams, I'm all the way off the Damian Williams train at this point. It's it's just it's just bad. It's, a lot, it's LaShawn McCoy. I mean, you could tell Andy Reid likes him the most in that situation. Third and one, McCoy was in a bunch last night. Uh, they're still going to split time, but they got to run it. But they have all these offensive line injuries. Derek yeah. Fisher didn't play again. Their left guard was out. I mean – it's hard to run the ball, period, in the NFL, but it's damn sure hard to do it with backup linemen. Yeah, and you brought up the good point, Jake, that you blew two home games with Mahomes, right? So this this team's aspirations are Super Bowl. It's not to win the division. It's not to win – it's Super Bowl. And it's going to be really hard because the New England Patriots are 6-0, and and you're going to be chasing that team. And there's going to be other teams. You just you just lost a football game to the Houston Texans. You're going to be chasing them as well from a record standpoint to play a home game. And Jamie brought up a point. You have to play on wild card weekend. Not ideal, right? You want to be, especially with Mahomes dealing with injuries. You got tons of injuries across the board for this football team. This is not not an ideal situation when you you're know, talking about that, this team going in. It was much different than where we are right now. Yeah, if that team with that late buy can get healthy though. If they got to go on the road wild card weekend or play wild card weekend at home and they're healthy, I don't, it might not matter where they play. Weather could, weather could affect the way that they play as much as they throw it. But if they're healthy all the way across the board with that late buy and getting guys back, then you watch out. They could get, they could be that team that gets hot, goes in and rolls, but they got to be healthy to do it. And they, and they got to have Superman being at least 90% of what he is now. And that's from all accounts on this injury from like Mark Sanchez, who said he had it, said he still deals with it. Yeah. That's so it's, it's something, something that can maybe never leave. And you got to keep that quad strengthening. And you basically got to be continually doing rehab all the time. That, that's not ideal. Yeah. And the reality is, is and he's probably going to need off season surgery regardless. The question is, is how quickly can he get back and play with that knee being stabilized this season? Yeah. So. Which is obviously the big concern here for uh, Chiefs fans and for fantasy fans. Obviously, without Mahomes, uh, where you drafted him, 
Uh, we've obviously, we have, we had Saquon out for a little bit of time. Now we had Mahomes out for the next couple of weeks. Good news for Saquon fans. You're going to get him back this week. Hopefully Mahomes can come back pretty quickly off of this injury, but not too quick that he ends up hurting himself, right? Like they're, yeah. they're going to be cautious with Mahomes because they, they know what they have and they know they need to take it easy with him because this team will be nothing without Patrick Mahomes. I like, by the way, I like Jimmy Garoppolo as a pickup option. He's okay. available in a lot of leagues. His schedule over the next, let's say, next five weeks at Washington, home Carolina, at Arizona, home Seattle, home Arizona. Ooh, so from a great. fancy perspective, yeah. that's a pretty, I mean, the home yeah. Carolina is a little tough, but everything else in there, that's pretty favorable matchups for him over the next month of the season. Yeah, that's a good pickup yeah. there, Jamie. The that If you have Mahomes, listen, you're not going to replace Mahomes' numbers, um, but for in comparison to where he was last year, he's not putting up the same numbers uh, anyways, so you should be able to get decent numbers, especially when Jimmy's playing that Arizona Cardinals defense twice. twice. Uh, Jamie, I got a question for you. So say you're in a league and the guy that has Mahomes has been in first or second place, right? And you've got somebody riding, you got a pretty deep bench league, and you've got somebody that's been riding the pine and can't make your lineup. Should you go grab Garoppolo, Stafford, one of those guys off waivers, so that guy can't get them, and they got to take whoever's. I mean, do you, do you play that game? I've heard people talking about that and go. It's, I don't think it's a terrible idea. I would if you if there's like a one or two clear top options. The problem is if there's like three or four guys out there. If it's like Garoppolo and Minshew and uh, you know if they're like th- you know three or four Daniel guys, Jones, Joe yeah. Rivers or somebody that maybe dropped him. If they're like four guys out there, then obviously you're at that point. There's really not a huge difference between them, and it's not worth it. Or if you're playing him and he's playing, if Garoppolo has Arizona that weekend, yeah. you snatch him up for a week yeah. just to make sure he doesn't have him to play against you. But yeah, I mean, that, I, I would do that. But if there are a bunch of options that are all very similar that week, then don't don't waste your time. Okay. All right. Moving on, we are going to look at uh, the official MyBookie lines uh, for this week and a new sponsor for the podcast. Thank you to MyBookie. Be sure to check them out for all your gambling needs. We're going to go through all the lines starting off at the Arizona Cardinals going on the road. To face the New York Giants, the Giants are getting the standard three-point home lead. Jake, what are your thoughts on this one? James Betcher, revenge game against the Arizona Cardinals? What is it? What do we got here? <laughs> It'll be interesting. I think I think we got a shootout. I'm not sure who Daniel Jones is going to shoot it out with because it looks like Sterling Shepard has been ruled out. I still think the Giants at home, 34-31. The Giants have played pretty good uh, the last few weeks. Um, you know, They had those back-to-back wins. Daniel Jones has been impressive. Now he's come back to earth a little bit. But Kyler Murray going on the road, they're going to sling it. I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense from either side, whether Betch wants it to be a, uh, a revenge game or not. It's going to be tough. That offense has been playing pretty well. The Cardinals have won back-to-back games. I got the Giants 34-31. I'm right on the line as usual. Um, I don't really like it. So if I had to lean one way or the other, I'd probably lean under that three. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I'm going to go the other way here, slightly. I think the Cardinals cover this. Ooh, uh, okay. I, I don't. Again, I think it's a very close game. I think it's a shootout. This offense, the way it's playing, might be situation-proof in terms of home road, 10 a.m., all that other stuff, because they basically do the same exact thing every single game. Yeah. Uh, and I think they can keep this close because the Giants' defense is not going to put enough pressure on them. And I think that's my biggest concern. I mean, Dexter Lawrence has been pretty good, but he's he's a better run-stuffer. I know he's trying to be a more all-around player and doesn't want to be known as just a run-stuffer, but they don't really have – I mean, Marcus Golden is, has been disruptive this year, and I think that's somebody that they have to absolutely pay attention to, and they should know – well, they should know very well. Yes. I mean, actually, Kyler doesn't know him. He didn't play with him. But the rest of that offense should know him very well from his Arizona days. But I just – I really don't like this Giants defense. I think they're going to really struggle to keep up with this offense. Uh, I, I do think the Giants are going to push late because Daniel Jones has been good. And Arizona's defense, even with Patrick Peterson, isn't anything special. No. Uh, so I, I, I'm, this is actually going to be a really exciting fantasy game. Uh, I, I think – it looks like Christian Kirk's going to be back. I'd stick him right back in the lineup if he plays. He's a top – he's a wide receiver too if he plays there. Uh, I'm really excited to see this. I'm excited to see Saquon. He's my number one overall player this week. This is going to be a really exciting fantasy matchup. Yeah, really good matchup. For yeah, Saquon. I think Saquon is a monster game. I think I think Ingram has a big game too. Yeah, he's my tight end three. Yeah. Assuming he plays. Yeah, good good matchup yeah. on both sides because defenses for both of these teams uh, have suffered uh, against nearly every offense. So it should be a lot of points in this one. Should be a fun one. Uh, Betch, go for the revenge game. Uh, let's 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 see what happens. Petty Page, yeah, Petty Page, go for the revenge, baby. You know how I feel. Uh, Houston Texans going on the road to play the Indianapolis Colts. 
Colts are a one-point favorite here uh, at home against the Houston Texans. Obviously, the Texans coming off a very, very big victory in Kansas City. The Mahomes-Watson discussion, uh, they got up for that game. Is that going to continue here where they play another tough road game, Jake, um, and there might be a little bit of a hangover after last week's big victory? I don't know if it's a hangover, but they're running into a really solid team at home, and they never win in Indianapolis. I was originally wrote down, I wrote TEX, and then I went, oh, wait, they don't win there. So I scratched it out and went Colts 28-24. I'm going to stick with that. I don't think it's a great matchup for the Texans going in there. The Colts' defense is stingy. They're not going to run it very well. Uh, the Colts have gotten a little healthier on defense. And the Texans' defense has played they, – they keep playing okay, but I still think the Colts have enough to get it done. The Texans just don't win in Indy. Yeah, I mean, that was my big concern in picking this one as well. I'm still going to go the other way here. I'm going to take the Texans to win this game. I think it's close. I'm worried about a letdown a little bit coming off of that big performance, but there's a tremendous opportunity for them now with the Patrick Mahomes injury. You you have a clear path to a first-round bye if you can take care of some business here, and that starts by winning these tough division games on the road. If you want to be a Super Bowl team, these are the kind of games you need to go in and find a way to win. Uh, I expect a big game from Deshaun Watson here. I hope we'll finally get a big game from New Hopkins. It's yeah. kind of the whole. We'll have to have a discussion about this on one, either our Monday or maybe a Wednesday show when we can deep dive into this more. But let's look back at what that clear, safe, awesome wide receiver options look like: New Hopkins, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. Eh, 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 eh. All of those guys. <laughs> all bad options. Unless you took Michael Thomas, everybody else has been a massive disappointment. Odell Beckham. I mean, unless you took Michael Thomas, everybody else you took in the first two rounds that was a pass catcher, and T- Travis Kelsey included, yeah. has been a disappointment for you. But we're hoping that that changes around a little bit here. Uh, really, I think T.Y. Hilton has a big game here as well. I really like him as well. But I think this is a field goal game, one way or the other. And uh, both field goal kickers have had some struggles at different points in the year. Kaimi yeah. Fairbairn has not been as good this year as he was last year, not even by, not even close. Uh, Vinatieri's looked a lot better in recent weeks, but... This is a close game. I'm, I'm going to lean the Texan side, but I don't feel great about it. I can see this going either way. Yeah, I dropped Fairburn to pick up Mason Crosby, who ended up after Sleeper uh, got the points updated, was enough to give me a two-point victory in Barron's uh, league. So I had, I was like, all right, I'm going all in on Mason. He's he's my guy now. Now that he's now that he's fully healthy and had a big big win, uh, he's he's my guy, my kicker going forward. All right, Miami Dolphins going on the road to play the Buffalo Bills. The Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge game. Do we what do it? Okay, so no. I had I had this discussion with Trevor Sikama of the Draft Network, and he he brought up a good point. And I wanted to believe him, but my eyeballs and my my logic tells me no, this isn't gonna happen. Ryan Fitzpatrick wins a game that he's not supposed to win every year, right? Where they're a big time underdog. He brought up and he had all the stats and he was right. There is always a game that Fitzpatrick just comes in and plays a stupid game. It ain't this one. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and that's and that's what I said. I go, I wanted to see if either one of you were going to bite on it, but I said, absolutely yeah. not. The Buffalo Bills defense is way too good and they're at home. Uh, do you see them covering that 17 though? Because that's a big spread for that offense to score and, and have that many points up on this team, Jake. No, I don't. I mean, Miami's played a little bit better. They're still playing hard. Uh, I give Brian Flores credit for that because this team should be, I mean, for a tank mode, the guys that are there know that the NFL is not for long, and they're playing their tails off. They're still playing hard, um, and they're playing a little bit better. I got the Bills 27-16. I think they win it. I think it's close in the first half. They pull away a little bit. Uh, I think that defense will get some turnovers because Fitzmagic is definitely known to do that. Uh, but I don't think they cover that, I and mean, that's a huge spread. This, this Bills offense isn't explosive enough to cover that, I don't think. I think they are. Ooh. I think the Bills might be the second-best team in the AFC. I and, love it. But wow. I need this game to prove it. Well, with to cover out. 17. With Mahomes out, obviously. That's the caveat. That. Yeah. Yes, because but here's what I want to see, because I'm, I'm going to pick them in this game, and I want that, I'm going to hold Joe Marino personally responsible for it. not disappointing me in this game. <laughs> if you if you are as good as I think you can be, if, you can, if your defense is as stingy as it is, and you could throw the deep ball like Josh Allen can sometimes do when he when he's not done not running around. You should be able to cover against this. this is a bad football team. This yeah. is a this is the worst team in football. You should be you're at home. You have a really strong defense. You should you should be able to turn Fitzpatrick over multiple times in this game. There is no reason you can't cover this spread if you're supposed to be a team that wants to compete in the AFC this year. You paid the Patriots were able to do it. Yep. Chargers were able to do it. You need to be able to do it at home. 
So show me that you're ready to be an elite team in the AFC. Because if, if you go in this game and you squeak out a field goal victory, you're just in the middle of the pack with everybody else. Yeah. You're, you're no better than anybody else in that middle of the pack in the AFC. If you truly want to go which is, which is what they Which is what they are. Oh. Let's see. They're not – there's no – dude, look, first of all, Tom Brady's the, the quarterback of the Patriots oh, yeah. and Philip Rivers the quarterback of the, the – come on, 17? Jamie is challenging the Buffalo Bills to prove that they are an actual contender, and the I that, love it. The team that just lost to something called a Gilbert Hodges at home <laughs> covered that spread in Miami. The Bills can, should be able to do this at home if they're supposed to be an elite team. If they're just going to be blat, then then whatever. Then you win this game by seven and nobody cares. But oh my god! Shout out to Stanford University, which I drove by yesterday in Birmingham. Some, Gilbert Hodges. Something called a Gilbert Hodges. I like this. We're on opposite sides for the first three games. This yeah, is this is interesting. Interesting. Man, interesting. This week. is fantastic. Uh, Joe Marino, prove your worth. Get your team to win. Holding you, I'm holding Joe Marino personally responsible. Personally responsible for this game. All right. Next team we're going to talk about Minnesota Vikings uh, going on the road to play the Detroit Lions. Uh, just for facts, because this is our shtick, right? Our shtick, Jamie and I's shtick is we talk about how Kirk Cousins doesn't beat teams above 500. He has beat, f- he has five victories against teams above 500. Two of those victories yeah. are against the Philadelphia Eagles. So Eagles, get it together, because this shtick has to continue, and you're really ruining my shtick. Okay. So, By the way, I picked that. I picked that last week. I picked against the uh, the Vaughn curse. Listen, he did. Jake, Jake was if, on that. We, we talked about that. And Jake said, "Yeah, but this secondary, this secondary right. is that secondary is garbage." Kurt Warner's number one quarterback of the week was Kirk Cousins last week against Philly. Come I, I on. played him. I played him in fantasy because I believed enough in him because I know it's less about him and way more about Philadelphia's secondary. Uh, listen, exactly. Detroit. This is a obviously divisional game. Detroit coming off a horrible loss that they should have won. Right, in, they played great against Green Bay. Got hosed by the referees. Uh, I'm sure Jake will talk about that. Uh, what do you guys see happening in this one where Minnesota's the two point favorite on the road in Detroit? Uh, Jake is not talking about it because I'm in a good mood. So I'm, not, I'm not going down. I'm not going down a referee path today. Uh, I got the Vikings tw- thirty to twenty three. I-, I think they cover that. I think they're significantly better. I think the Lions are a little overrated. They're solid. They're playing okay this year, but I- I'm I'm still I'm still on this thing. I mean, this is I'm still I'm still I'm, I'm not being drugged behind the train anymore. I'm back on the train. I, I still believe in Zimmer. I still believe in that defense. And I still think the Vikings have more weapons than the Lions. I think they get it done they cover that. I, I agree, and I think the biggest thing to me is the Minnesota run defense. When the Lions really are playing their game to the fullest extent, they want to get on Johnson heavily involved in that offense and running very effectively. This is going to remind me a little bit of how they tried to run against the Eagles now, except the Vikings can actually play defense in their secondary, but where they tried to run on Johnson a million times for like a third of a yard of carry. And, they weren't, and this is going to be one of those scenarios where – that's going to happen to them again, and they're not going to be able to pass it as well. Uh, I think the Vikings cover this as well. I expect a big game from Dalvin Cook, big game from Adam Thielen. Again, I want to see what Stephon Diggs, I have him as a low-end wide receiver two this week. Uh, I'm not buying into all the hype based on one good performance, which also included him dropping three different passes that hit him in the hands, including one that turned into an interception. Yeah. Uh, so if you look at the game in totality, there were a lot of ups and downs for him. Uh, but yeah, I would just temper expectations if we carry on Johnson. Decent chance he gets in the end zone, but he's not going to be a, a four yards per carry type of game for him. Okay. Uh, I think Detroit's going to win this one, but we'll, we will see. I, I don't, I don't believe in Minnesota. I just, you gotta, you gotta beat a good team. Like they have to beat a good team. And I think they can get enough pressure. I think that Philly's a good team. And they beat them last week. Philly's not a good team. I refuse to, with that secondary, they're not a good team. They got to make a trade. They got to get, they got, they better get the Arizona Cardinals on the phone and get Patrick Peterson in that secondary. Oh, first, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Paige. Let's talk about that. I see all these people talking about these, these freaking networks got to fill airspace. So they come up with stuff and say, this team should do this. And then these fan bases go nuts thinking that's a possibility. The Arizona Cardinals are not trading Patrick Peterson. They've said they're not going to do it. Everybody's tried to get him. They're not going to do it. He's playing for them this week. He will be an Arizona Cardinal. So everybody can stop with this. They, they should go make a trade. If the team said no, then stop thinking that this, this is where fantasy football becomes, it goes into reality football and people think you can just do whatever you want. You, like Jamie says, all day, you guys got that rant. I want him to be great, so he's going to be great. No, look at the football part. They're not trading him. And Jalen Ramsey's now gone. There's my, there's my rant. Uh, I knew I'd get you. 
LinkedIn on that one. That's why I brought it up. Uh, Patrick Peterson's not going to get traded. Stop tweeting at me. Stop texting me. Uh, Benjamin Solak and Trevor Sikama. You're you're not getting him in in Tampa. You're not the whole TDN crew before the show. Yeah, you guys are not getting them. And the Eagles have a. This is a bad thing for them because they waited. They didn't get any of these guys, and there's. Who are you going to go get to make that secondary better? Well, we, we also started to see, again, and you take this with a grain of salt because I never know who's the one leaking the information to, to the media, but there was a little bit of disgruntledness in the Philadelphia locker room that they weren't, that they didn't get Jalen Ramsey. You know, how far they were in on Jalen Ramsey. Dude, okay, let's talk about that for a second. The, and we'll get to the Rams when they play the Falcons here in a second. They're going to look completely different playing man, which is what Wade Phillips always wants to do. They play playing zone because Marcus Peters and Akeem Talib can't play man anymore. But now they can with Jalen Ramsey. They're going to look very different. The, the Falcons have got their, their work cut out with that Rams defense, which hasn't been very good. A one, a one, and a four. Yeah. It's a lot. For a freaking corner that you now have to give a $120 million deal that you to. you haven't signed yet. And Here's you haven't the signed it yet either. Exactly. It's the exact same thing as Larry McChon. So you gave up all this, and now he has all the leverage. And you just paid Aaron Donald's the most highest-paid player in, in, on defense in the NFL. Jared Goff's the highest-paid player on offense in the NFL. 45 50% of your cap is going to be in three guys. You're going to lose everybody else after making the trade. And by the way, you don't have a first-round pick for five years. You better make – this better make you a Super Bowl team this year. That's the – I love Jalen Ramsey, but this is the whole point we talked about with the trades. you got to give up so much – two ones? Yeah, no. You don't do that for a franchise quarterback. They don't have a first-round pick for five years. And now you're going to be paying him 18 to $20 million a year as a corner, and you're already paying Aaron Donald that? Who the hell else is going to play defense? Nine other guys got to be out there. Those two guys can't beat anybody. It's hard for me to look at that and go, yeah, it was a good trade, right? Especially with the fact that they're looking up at two other teams in their division, right? And that's – I don't know that they're going to catch those guys, right? And they've they've lost to them already, right? Like it, I mean, they had to get better. I mean, I would have loved to have seen – like I love that they traded Marcus Peters, and I love that the Ravens went and did that. They needed to corner up because their whole secondary is banged up. But he, he only plays zone. So they got rid of that cap space. They made – but like – could you not have traded a receiver, a tight end, like a player in a one? Two ones, back-to-back years, and a four? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I wondered what you thought about it because Jamie and I talked about it, but yeah. I love the player. I think he helps immensely immediately. I mean, I literally think they go, okay, don't worry about our defense. You go cover Julio. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's your job this week. You're practicing Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, you watch some tape. You're covering Julio, period. Wade will scheme up everything else, and it will make a tremendous difference on this defense. Yeah. But, my God, long the long-term ramifications. Ooh. Well, and that's, that's pretty much what we said on the show afterward. I said, for year one, it makes them better. And and I said their window because of – I mean, Goff's cap, it's 30-something million next year. Yeah. So their Super Bowl window might be immediately. It might be right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, right. that's the reality of it. And if you're going all in for it right now, I mean, they need to do something. They lost three in a row. It's, uh, it's, weird. it's it's a lot. It's a weird deal. And again, on the other side, like it, it's a good, as I said in the show, it's a good return for Jacksonville. But on some, but on some level, you're like, you know, damn, these are the picks we want to hit on, and we couldn't even get him through his rookie deal. Yeah. So there's some failures on that end too. For sure. For a team that thought should have been in the Super Bowl a couple years ago and has fallen right. off a cliff since then. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's it's interesting to talk about from both sides. I just think when you're talking about what you had to give up, I don't I don't think it's enough. Right now, I love Jalen Ramsey. We all do. That team, to me, is still looking up at the Seahawks and the 49ers until otherwise proven. And that if you're going to give that much up and get Jalen Ramsey, get a guard. Yes, back. that's what they need. Get somebody to help this offensive line. That, what everybody said. It's like, listen, you got to be able to run the football better. And the reason you're not running the football very well right now is your offensive line hasn't looked like it looked when you guys were humming along. And and that's a problem. Which I said for years, everybody's talking about how good the Rams were. I was like, look, every NFL team goes by the offensive line. These five guys have played together 98% of the snaps for those two years that they were so good. This is the first year that they lost a couple guys, and now guys are getting a little older. They're playing banged up. They're losing some – and they, they're not they're – they've been played terrible on offensive line. When guys play together as a unit for five offensive line, whether they're good or bad, they're so much better when they play cohesive. And there are five guys play together every week. That is a solid team, regardless of who else is there. 
All right, we're back. We're back on the. We went on a little tangent mm-hmm. there, but uh, we haven't had Jake on the show in a couple of shows, so it's uh, we we had to regroup and and get all of our rants out when we all get together and get all fired up about everything. Uh, Oakland Raiders going on the road to play the Green Bay Packers. Five and a half points for the Green Bay Packers, and the reason that I pause here is because they legitimately don't have any wide receivers. There like, are no wide receivers in this game. Like, like none. No, the, uh, the the latest update just came out literally right before we started talking about it that they're expecting all three of their stars starting receivers to miss this game yeah and and there's receivers on the oakland side that won't be yeah, playing Tyra in this game. won't be played that's a list frank yeah uh, that's not getting better no and and no this, that's gonna if you have him be very very wary of and that green bay looked suspect in their last game against detroit that that team defensively we know you've been able to run the football on this team but from an offensive perspective uh, they didn't look great against Detroit in, in a lot of moments, with the exception of Aaron Rodgers doing miraculous things like he always does. Um, what do you guys see happening in this one? Because five and a half is quite a bit in uh, on this game. I picked it 28-23 Packers. Um, you're still going into Lambeau, which is really tough. I never pick against Aaron Rodgers at home. But my God, man, this is... Ugh. How much of the Raiders are we going to see from London, and how much are we going to see from some of these other weeks? I think they run it really well. I think Waller has a big week. I think Jacobs has a big week. I still think Aaron Rodgers at home finds some way to get it done with a bunch of dudes we've never heard of. We're going to have a bunch of white receivers with like long hair past their their numbers. They played at some Division three school in Wisconsin, and they're going to they're going to have like eight catches for 145 yards and two touchdowns, and then they're never going to yeah. play again. But that'll be their claim to fame, and it'll be like on the wall in their garage or something. Um, because he's Aaron Rodgers, so I'm, I'm still not picking against him at home. But I, I don't know. I'll stick with the 28-23 because it's under the okay. line. Jamie? I think the Packers win, but the Raiders cover. Yeah. Uh, here's The Raiders have a lot of benefits going their way, even despite being on the road. They have, they've had an extra week to prepare, which, again, is always helpful. Uh, they The Packers have no receivers. Uh, Jimmy Graham looks washed. I mean, just completely washed. Uh, the Packers should be able to run the ball fairly effectively in this game with their two backs. And again, whether you like it or not, again, t- this will come back to what we've talked about all along, what you want to happen versus what's actually going to happen. Jamal Williams is a huge part of this offense. and will continue to be as long as he is healthy. You're just going to have to deal with it as an Aaron Jones owner. And if he catches that pass and scores a touchdown like he should, he was wide open, you wouldn't have cared about the big day that Jamal Williams had. Uh, but I, I do actually think the Raiders can kind of keep this close. I'm very curious to see how Zay Jones is used in this game. I know we just got there and receivers – don't typically make a huge impact right away when they're traded. I know we saw ups and downs with Amari Cooper last year, but that was a even to that level of success is rare on a trade. So let's see. Yeah, and Gruden's got a pretty complicated yeah. offense with a big, you know, verbiage in the huddle, that kind of stuff. It'll be interesting to see how fast he picks up. Zay Jones, Hunter Renfro are going to be the two guys in this game. I expect a big game for Waller coming off that new contract. He should uh, he should have a big performance, but. Uh, this this game is going to be hard to watch. Actually, this is going to be a really difficult game. Probably comes down to a field goal at the end. And Mason Crosby's been pretty money this year. Uh, shout out to uh, the to Waller on this. Uh, if you didn't follow Hard Knocks, awesome right, story. and you didn't know his story, you should look it up. Uh, great story, overcoming addiction, getting himself to a place where he's one of the top paid tight ends. Uh, I believe his agent is Nicole Smith, uh, yes. who is excellent follow on social media. Uh, kudos to her. And I know she played a big part in, in all this. I saw her posting about it on social media. This is one of those stories like – I wish we could see even more about it, right? Because I think it, it's a it's a testament to who he is and what he was able to overcome. And I know there's a lot of people that deal with similar issues, and it's it's nice to see him get himself to a point where he can not only play but play at a high level because he's a really talented guy. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars going on the road to play the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, two teams that I do not want to watch play football. Uh, minus four. The Jags are a four point favorite going on the road here. The Jalen Ramsey lists. Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you think is going to happen here, Jake? I think Jacksonville gets a boost from having all that behind them. Uh, they they can settle into being who they are. I mean, look, they're going to be able to run it. They'll be able to throw it enough. I think Chark has a pretty good day. I think Fournette has a good day. The Bengals just don't have enough. I, I got them covering that. I got 28-21 Jags. Do the Bengals win a football game this year, guys? Yeah, they will. I, I don't think Eventually, somebody – they'll play somebody hurt and, you know, play a I – don't, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I think they'll win. <laughs> We both said yes, but I, I'd have to look at the schedule and tell you what I think. Yeah, about. I mean, I, it's so hard to go zero and sixteen. Like it's so so difficult. I, I mean, I imagine they're going to they're going to steal one or two along the way. They have enough talent on offense. AJ Green's going to come back. If they don't, if they don't trade AJ Green, he gets healthy. They have Boyd. They get. I mean, yeah, they could they could definitely put up thirty on somebody and 
and have yeah. a good game plan. I mean, look, they could win this game. I'm not going to pick them. I think the Jags cover, but this is not an unwinnable game for Cincinnati. But uh, I, I expect a big game for Leonard Fournette. DJ Chark should have a good game. Put him right back in your lineup, as we told you last week. It was so weird because everybody was going to start him last week because they were like, oh, no, two great games in a row, and he runs right into Marshawn Lattimore, which was going to be a disaster for him, and it was. Uh, but he has a really great matchup this week. He, had, he actually had a solid game. It wasn't a huge no, game, but he was, he was solid. It was a, it was a disaster yeah. for Minshew trying to throw to him, though, because yes. Lattimore did yeah. get that interception, and it was the whole thing. But yeah. Chark should be a really good start again this week. Westbrook, if you're, if you're in a deep two-flex league, I, I don't I've gotten so many questions about Joe Mixon. I don't know. You have to play him. He's a low end RB two, but I, I don't know anymore. I don't know why he's not being used in this offense more, particularly in the passing game. They could still use them there. They're not. Tyler Boyd's an every week start. Auden Tate's been pretty decent. Like Auden Tate's worth looking at each week until AJ Green comes back. But yeah, I, I, I don't know what to do with Joe Mixon at this point. Tank for Tua happening in Cincinnati as well. Kind of looks like they might be thinking about what's going to happen and what team, uh, what quarterback they're going to be moving on from uh, from Andy Dalton. It would makes a lot of sense as you're looking at all the different teams that need quarterbacks, and it might be. I'm not so sure it's Tua they're tanking for, but they might be tanking. Yeah, tank, just, a, just a nice little play on words. Tank for Tua. It makes sense. It's fun to, fun to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah sounds it sounds good. good. We'll, just go, we'll just go with that. Tank for whatever quarterback you're trying to draft uh, at the first overall pick. <laughs> Tank for Tua sounds better than Tank That's for exactly Burger. right. Tank for Joe. We'll go with that. Uh, tank for Joe. L.A. Rams going on the road to play the Atlanta Falcons. We discussed this a little bit. Obviously, the Jalen Ramsey trade, they're going to change how they've been playing defensively. Um, the Rams in a, I will say it, in a must-win situation. Atlanta is a bad football team. Okay, and they have a lot of divisional games still left on this on their schedule, and they need to beat every bad football team they play, period. If they want if they consider themselves in the opportunity of making the playoffs and even smelling the top of this division, they have to win these games. Jake, what do you see happening in this one? I agree with him. I saw more from the Rams playing at Seattle on that Thursday night, even though they lost. I think Jalen Ramsey makes that big of a difference on this defense. Being able to play man in Wade Phillips' defense and then be able to blitz from that side when you have a true shutdown corner is going to help immensely. And they have, they're going to be different than they've shown on film. So the Falcons are going to have to prepare for something they haven't seen. And they haven't been good. I lost all faith in the Falcons last week. All faith. Losing at Arizona. Come all the way back and tie it and then just give up an easy touchdown to go right back down. The, I mean, it's just awful. Uh, I got the Rams winning 31-28. I think it's a shootout. I think they're both going at it, but the Falcons' defense has just got awful. Yeah, I agree. I think the Rams cover here. The Falcons can't stop anybody, uh, and I don't think that's going to change this week. I expect – I know it's been a rough go for Jared Goff, fantasy owners, but I think this is definitely a week he's a top eight play. Keep an eye on the running back situation. Todd Gurley may or may not play. I'm starting to think Malcolm Brown's not going to play in this game. If both are out, Daryl Henderson is a must-start RB1. Uh, yeah. Against in the, in this matchup, so just kind of keep an eye on that and and see if they go out there or not. Cooper Cup's my wide receiver one this week. Love him. He's gonna he's gonna feast uh, this week. I expect Woods and Cooks to be good as well. On the on the Falcon side, they're not throwing it to Julio Jones anyway, so I guess nothing changes this week. Yeah. Uh, no, but I mean seriously, it's not a. It's been a bad season for Julio standards. I mean, not for a normal wide receiver, but for Julio standards, it's been a bad season for him. Uh, and I don't think it's going to get much better in this matchup, even with Jalen Ramsey, who's been out for a while. It's still going to be tough. They haven't been using him. Uh, Ridley and Sanu should have big games. Let's pick another big game from Hooper. you got to love all the fantasy guys in this matchup. Like There should be plenty of points because neither one of these defenses has really inspired a lot of confidence this year. No, and I, I expect yeah. we'll see quite a bit of offense in this game. But like I said, LA Rams got to take care of business. This is a must-win football game for them, and they've just been a much, much better coach team. They're a much better football team than Atlanta is. Atlanta I have no faith in. And as we discussed on Wednesday's podcast, Dan Quinn's got to be the next guy that gets fired. Uh, San Francisco 49ers going on the road to play the Washington Redskins. The undefeated San Francisco 49ers. I got to say it out loud so I start believing in this football team. It's just I need – I'm just not used to it. I'm not – I'm not like I, – I still can't wrap my head around what I've seen um, this, they're a 10 point favorite. This is a bad football the team. Kyle Shanahan playing. revenge game. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan, our dude revenge game. We love it. Jake, what do you see happening in this one? I'm a believer, man. I got the, I got the Niners covering. It's 20, I got them 28, 10. I, I think they win it pretty handily. Uh, I think both running backs are solid. 
I, I like like Jamie said about Garoppolo. I think you know in the meantime he's a play for Mahomes owners. That defense is legit. Period. They they get after the freaking quarterback. Their secondary is playing well. Their linebackers are flying all over the place. I think they win it easy. I agree. Love I love Niners cover here. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is my QB thirteen, so yeah. he's on the fringe there of somebody that you might want to start this week. Tevin Coleman, RB two, Matt Buida, flex for me. Kittle should have a big game. Only Redskins player that I'm even paying attention to is McLaren, Scary Terry, who should should play in your flex spot. But that's really it. I don't want any part to do anything else with the Redskins. I don't think Chris Thompson's going to play this week. I just and I don't even know if you want to play him, even if he was going to play this week. So yeah, not, I'm, not I'm, a great matchup for not. A, I mean, the Redskins are very bad. They should have lost to Miami if if Miami didn't just run the the worst screen I've ever seen on the two-point conversion play to tank for Tua, then they would have lost that game. Yeah, I wish Scary Terry was playing on a different football team because, man, is he exciting to watch. He is a hell of a player, and uh, it sucks that he has to play for that football team because uh, they're <laughs> they just not a good football team. All right, the L.A. Chargers going on the road to play the Tennessee Titans. Titans are a two-and-a-half-point favorite here. Obviously, the big discussion here is have they made a decision is Mary? Are they yeah, of, gonna start. officially on Team Tannehill? We wondered when it would happen. Uh, they they switched in the last game. Does this make this team enough better enough, Jake, to get this victory against the Chargers team? Who, I mean, you talk about must win, but we're almost. I mean, this team. I have no faith in the Chargers. I'm officially off the Chargers. I I told everybody I hate them on our podcast because I do. I'm very mad that I believed in them because they are a bad football team. Yeah, I mean, they they haven't shown anything that you think would be decent. It's not a good matchup for them offensively with the Titans' defense. And usually when you got a guy as competent as Ryan Tannehill that takes over, you get a little boost in the locker room. I think they get that for a week. I don't know if that's going to continue after the win or after Tannehill plays if he doesn't get hurt because he's injury-prone. But I got the Titans winning 27-24, so I got them covering that. Um, I don't feel great about it because the Chargers should be good enough to go in there and win. I just don't think they will. So I, I make this pick for no logic whatsoever. I mean, I think the Chargers can cover, and this is because this is a, this is the kind of game the Chargers will win. They they will just absolutely lose all of these games, and the season doesn't matter anymore. And they will go into Tennessee because Tennessee's just not quite good enough on offense to put up enough points, and inexplicably win this game for no really no good reason whatsoever. Don't feel great about it. I'm not betting this game. I don't want to watch. I hate both of these teams. Both <laughs> these teams are just annoy the hell out of me. Like yeah. they just I'm sick of both of them. Uh, you know, from a fantasy perspective, uh, I, I think Melvin Gordon should have a little bit better week this week. Still an RB2 at this point. Both him and you know, Eckler, low-end RB2s at this point, but you, you're still going to play him. Keenan Allen needs to get going again. I mean, yes. he had such a hot start to the season. He's really cooled off the last couple of weeks. You know, Mike Williams is getting a ton of volume. If he ever gets in the end zone, he's going to have an awesome week, but he's getting a ton of volume. Hunter Henry, I want to see how he has that performance now in the second game back, who's looked really good coming back on Sunday Night Football. You're, you're going to start Derrick Henry every week. If you're really, really desperate, I'm curious to see how Adam Humphreys plays this week with the new quarterback there. I kind of want to see what the receiver – I mean, everyone rushed to pick up A.J. Brown, and I get it. The talent there is, is outstanding. But Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys are still there. I kind of want to see how they are used with Ryan Tannehill and see if does he have a favorite uh, in this offense because that to me is really intriguing because there could be some value there going forward. As Keenan Allen said, this shit is sad. Look up the Twitter. He 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 said it best. What's going on in LA? What's going on when you're watching this football team? And what happens when they when they play a quote unquote home game? Shit, sad is bad. Uh, Baltimore Ravens going on the road to play the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are a three point favorite at home. Uh, Jamie and I had a discussion about MVPs. There's a much to happen too. Two good discussion points after this week, right? Houston has a really good opportunity to to boost Deshaun Watson's potential in that conversation, right? They go into Indianapolis, they get two big victories on the road. Watson will really elevate his st- – and if and if the Seattle Seahawks – He has to elevate it because right yeah, now it's easy. It's, it's Russell Wilson, right? It's a one-man race right now. He's un- 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions, five He's and unbelievable. One. He's unbelievable. He's played phenomenal, and I think it continues at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Jake, what do you think happens? Yeah, I agree. I got him winning. Uh, I got him winning and covering. I got 31-27. I think it's actually going to be the best game to watch of the weekend. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, it's not a great defensive matchup for the Seahawks. I, I think Lamar Jackson has a pretty solid day. I think they'll be able to run it and play action off of that. Uh, Hollywood Brown being out will hurt. I don't know if they can score that many points if he is out and doesn't play. 
but I think Russell Wilson just has the magic and has too much to get it done with a banged up secondary, even with the Marcus Peters trade. Um, I still think Seattle gets it home. Gets I it agree. Home. Uh, I think they get it done at home. Love Russell Wilson and Chris Carson again this week. That that combination is going to be very good for fantasy owners and for Seattle going forward. Uh, I'm interested to see who steps up in Will Disley's absence. Is it Luke Wilson? Uh, and if it is, to what extent? I mean, the, the tight end atmosphere right now is a wasteland. If you don't have one of the top seven guys, you don't have you don't have anybody you feel confident playing. Uh, so he is somebody I'm very intrigued to kind of watch and see as he used in the offense, even 75% as effectively as Will Disley was. Uh, Tyler Lockett should have another big game. Metcalf, if you're desperate in a flex spot. Uh, I have I mean, I have Mark Ingram as an RB10 this week, but I want to talk about this because I think you need to start exploring trade options for Mark Ingram if you're in fantasy. His snap count scares the hell out of me. And I know it's been enough to be effective because it offense is putting up enough points and he's been getting most of the goal line work, but – he is not playing 50% of his team snaps. Yeah, that's a lot. That's going to be a problem for you down the stretch. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. If you can get another legitimate high-end RB2 for him in a trade 1v1, one, one one, or if you're maybe you're running back rich and you can get a high-end like wide receiver 2 for him, I would start to make that move because they've already started to integrate Justice Hill a little bit more in that offense. Gus Edwards has been integrated, it's been integrated in that offense all season. I think this is going to be a – it's already a timeshare, but I think it's going to be more evident that it's a timeshare as the season goes on. Yeah, that's a good point. We've been getting a lot of questions about trades, and this is that time where you got to start making some big moves as as the as you can already kind of sniff the playoffs not that far down the road. It's a good move to make. And we told you about Justice Hill and how he would become more of a factor down the stretch. Looks like that will happen. Uh, New Orleans Saints going on the road to play the Chicago Bears. The my bookie line a little different than the Bovada line. Three and a half mm. for the Chicago Bears. A little more. It looks like it's made some movement. It was three. Jake, what do you see happening in this one? It looks like Trubisky has been a full participant in practice. Obviously, they had that bye week to get him healthy. What are your thoughts on this one? I don't know that that matters at all, but I still got the Bears 24-20. The biggest reason is because their defense played like absolute dog crap in London. Uh, I think they get some turnovers, and I think they get it done at home. Uh, I think it's about time that this Saints thing unravels a little bit, and uh, I'm not sure that Trubisky gives them any push over Chase Daniels, but I think their defense gets it done at home, and I think they hold them to 20 points and get it done. Yeah, the Bears covering here as well. Uh, I'm not sure Alvin Kamara plays this game, and if I'm the Saints, I'm not sure I play him in this game. If he's been this tenuous now where – I know you put him – you gave him 18 touches last week when he was hurt, but he's not practicing at all. Right now, and again, you you have to think about this long term. The Saints' vision is we can go to the Super Bowl and we can win the Super Bowl with a healthy Drew Brees and a healthy Alvin Kamara. You've been you've been gotten way more. You've been gotten that's great English. <laughs> you've gotten way more wins in this stretch so far without Drew Brees than you thought you were yeah. going to get. Yes, exactly. Great point, Jamie. If I you play Alvin Kamara, who's been hurt in missed practice for two weeks in a row, and he has a long term injury to win this game, that I don't think you're going to win anyway on the road in Chicago. It's a mistake. So I don't think he's going to play regardless, but even if he does, he's only going to play a few snaps. He's going to, when I do my rankings update later today on the draftnetwork.com, he's going to come way down. Uh, it's a bad matchup for them. I think Michael Thomas will still get his because of volume-wise. I don't expect a monster game, but I still think he's going to be a wide receiver one by the end of the week. Uh, from, the, from the Chicago side, oh, by the way, Bridgewater's not playable this week. I don't think Trubisky's playable this week no. either, unless you're in a two-QB format where you don't have a choice. Uh, David Montgomery flex for me. I I'm still, eh, I'm still air on him. Yeah, I'm still very on Cohen. Yeah. Bad matchup for Allen Robinson this week. You still probably play. I know I hate it. You I still have probably to have him. to play him. I have him down. He's my wide receiver twenty three. Like you're still probably playing him, but it's a bad matchup for him. Don't expect a big game. Yeah, it's uh, it the the thing with this game is if Alvin Kamara, it doesn't make sense to play him against a top number one overall defense. Do not put him in here. It doesn't make sense. If they if they lose him, this offense is going to look very different down the stretch. And I know they consider themselves a Super Bowl contender as they should, but Teddy Bridgewater has gotten you way more than we thought he would. So I I anticipate that they will not play Alvin Kamara. It wouldn't be a very good decision for them. All right, Sunday night football, a lot to be learned from this football game. Two teams that have looked bad, okay? This division in general, uh, we considered both of these teams Super Bowl contenders. They are not in that conversation right now. Philadelphia Eagles, because their secondary is absolutely atrocious, and the Dallas Cowboys, who have looked completely lost 
for three straight weeks. Uh, they they got inflated because they started this this season against three very bad football teams. Started off three and zero and have not looked the same. Both of these teams are now three and three, tied in the division. Philadelphia is going on the road to play the Dallas Cowboys, and it's two and a half for Dallas at home. Jake, what do you see happening in this one? Uh, I got Philly winning. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Dak has a big day. Philly's run defense has been pretty solid. Pass defense, as we talked about, has been horrendous. But I, at the end of the day, I like Carson Wentz more than I like Dak. I think he wins 31-27 in a fun shootout in Dallas on Sunday Night Football. I think it will be a big, big, big TV ratings. Uh, it looks like Amari Cooper's not going to play for the Cowboys. I think that absolutely matters. Um I don't think Zeke has a monster night either. No, Zeke's been bad, right? He hasn't been. He hasn't been where. Uh, then given him the ball. No, he's not. It, it hasn't been the same version of Zeke that we have become accustomed to. Um, and obviously, Philadelphia can only do one thing from a defensive perspective, and that's stop the run. Jamie, yeah. what do you see happening in this one? Yeah, I've gone back and forth in this game a, a bunch. I, I think I'm going to lean towards the Eagles here because Cooper's not going to play, and I think that's enough to me to shift it to the Eagles plus two and a half here. Uh, they they found a good mix with their running backs right now. I know it's not the mix people want. I know it's not the most ideal for, formation, but using Jordan Howard in the very more, the traditional role that they've used him in, and using him near the goal line, and finding a way to, to split Miles Sanders out wide and making him an effective weapon in the passing game against linebackers has proven to be effective for them on offense. And I think that's going to continue to be effective for them in this game. Even though the Cowboys do have linebackers that can run, I still think Sanders is going to get his. Uh, we might see Deshaun Jackson back in this game, which I think which would really help Philadelphia. It really helps them again. Take take the top off the defense for them a little bit. Allow Alshon Jeffrey to continue to have the big game like he did last week. It's from a Cowboys perspective, like I think Dak has a big game. Uh, Michael Gallup should have a really big game, especially if Cooper is out. I really expect a good game from Michael Gallup. Randall Cobb may or may not play in this game. We have to kind of wait and see on that. But boy, I mean, just like the Cowboys just feel like that, you know, they're, they're the NFC chargers right now. They're like, they have way more talent. Than- well, the other thing we got to talk about too, this Dallas offensive line is banged up yeah. and playing bad. And this Dallas defense that was supposed to be vaunted has been terrible for three yeah, weeks. Yeah. The Cowboys defense. And I think this is why I've always gone back and forth with them on the last few years of they're extremely talented, but they don't have a lot of playmakers. Like they don't have, they have guys that are, they, they do a lot. They're fundamentally sound. They do a lot of things well, but they don't generate turnovers. They don't generate big sack totals. I mean, yeah, they don't say they've been getting sacks as much this year. Like yeah. they, they don't. They're yeah. like you know. They're like that quintessential bend but don't break, where they have a lot of talent, but they don't. They don't win you games. We have mm-hmm. seen defenses that are really good, or even me, or middle of the pack, but they have the ability to win you games and to create turnovers and change the game. The Cowboys' defense doesn't really do that. So when their offense is not explosive, like we saw in the first few weeks of the year, they teams are kind of in all of these games. Yeah. And I think that's what we're going to see for the rest of the season. I think Philadelphia wins this football game as well. Amari Cooper being out is is a huge factor here, right? And I I just have started to believe in Philadelphia. I know they had a bad game last week against Minnesota. I just after seeing them play in Green Bay and get that victory, I just I, I think they're a better football team than Dallas. I just do. I, I saw Dallas lose to that Green Bay team at home, and I saw Philadelphia go into Lambeau, which is a place nobody wins, and put it on that team, right? And I think that's I, I've watched both teams a lot because they're always on national TV. Uh, I think this 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 is going to be a, a true test for this Cowboys team because that if they lose this game, they lose the home game here against Philly. It's going to be tough for them. Them to to get to the top of this division and and even for a playoff run, Jake and yeah they both they both got to get healthy you know what I mean like it. it's uh, if both I want to see the next time that they play I want to see them both at full full because Philly's going to be like okay you can throw it on us we're going to have to outscore you but when they have all their weapons on offense they're definitely capable of doing that and Dallas has to get this offensive line healthy and get this defense playing mm-hmm. better and get their receivers back. I'd like I'd love to see both of these teams when it matters late in the season healthy. I hope I hope we get to see I that think next we time. will. Um and and my big point here with these two teams is Carson Wentz greater sign Dak Prescott. Like I think that's what it's going to come down to um because I think the teams will be evenly matched enough that that Carson Wentz is going to make enough plays for his football team to win these games and I think that's what it will come down mm-hmm. to. Uh Jake any parting thoughts on today's podcast? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll go back to what I was just saying. I mean, I think you got to look at a lot of teams. I mean, there's the you know, bye weeks, number seven, and you're starting to get these full back. Teams got to get healthy. You got to take advantage of this bye week. You got to take advantage of, like, playing on Thursday night. 
and everybody's banged up at one point or another. Nobody's going to be healthy the rest of the way, all the way. And I'm talking about every player in the league has got something they're dealing with. Uh, so keep an eye on that stuff. I mean, fantasy stuff at, at this point of the year, when you've got all these buys and you got everybody banged up, I mean, pay attention, pay attention on Thursday, Friday, who practices, who's at walkthrough, who's getting treatment, read the local, the local guys are the way to find that out. So, I mean, if, if you need to go Google some stuff of whatever team you're talking about, go, go Google the local guy and, and see what he says about who's at practice and pay attention. Cause it's, a, it's going to make a huge difference when you're playing guys on buys that you're, you know, Christian McCaffrey out this week. Nick Chubb out this week. You know, those those guys, you got to figure out who you're going to play. And that's the, to me, that's the way to find Jamie, out. Jamie, any parting thoughts on today's Yeah, pod? I want to lock something in. So for those of our listeners that are going to go to my bookie, I have a lock yeah. this week. It's a three-team teaser. Lock, of the, lock of the week. So I do a three-team teaser this Ooh. week. So I'm, I'm teasing in San Francisco 49ers down to minus three okay. in Washington. Uh, teasing the over in the Rams-Falcons game down to 48. And teasing the Cardinals to plus 10. On the okay. road in New York. I think that's that's my three-team teaser. Should play plus 120 odds, so plus odds on that three-team teaser. And that's my lock of the week. Three-team teaser, official yeah. my bookie lock of the week. We love it. That sounded that sounded yeah. intense and complicated. And it sounded and awesome. intense, complicated, and fantastic. It sounds like sounds like a W. Sounds like a win. Sounds like some, some good cash money for you this weekend. So you better go get that locked in uh, and use – uh, our promo code draft network. So you can, uh, you can score yourself some, some free plays uh, and get that going on, on my bookie. That. Absolutely do that. By the way, free plays are extremely important. It basically gives you, again, it's free money to gamble with. Yeah, exactly. So get in on, get in on my bookie. Be sure to use our promo code draft network. Uh, so you can get in there and, and start uh, making money like Jamie is each and every week. Uh, Jake, how can everybody follow you on social media? Jake B. Arians on Twitter. Jake Jamie. Arians on Instagram. Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. And you guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the show at TDN Fantasy underscore on Twitter and at TDN Fantasy on Instagram. Be sure to check the rankings, people. Make sure before you do those start and sits, you have an idea of who you want to start, who you want to sit, and that you can find all that on thedraftnetwork.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.